Bobcat fans. Support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. Everyone is now on ESPN Radio. How about that ending yesterday in the state semifinal, Class AA girls soccer, Cassidy Kurgan, in the midst of a shootout, tied 3-3, Missoula Sentinel, Billings West, Cassidy Kurgan puts Sentinel's fifth and final kick into the corner and then blocks... The ensuing, potentially tying kick for Billings West and her look of awe in the goal for just half a second before she realized, this is over. We're going to the state championship match. Unbelievable. Uh, Missoula Sentinel into the state championship for the first time since 2015, only the second time in their school's history. Very cool uh, for Missoula Sentinel. A 4-3 win on penalty kicks after the game. The match was tied 0-0. Through regular time, through two 10-minute extra time periods, Sentinel moves on. In the other uh, semifinal, the most recent update I can get is from 28 minutes ago in real time, but it has Gallatin up uh, two to nothing. So um, the Raptors looking for a second consecutive state tournament, uh, state championship game, state championship match uh, bid. They're playing Helena in Bozeman. Also the. Uh, Hellgate boys into the state championship match the ninth year in a row. Unbelievable for Hellgate. And the other uh, semifinal going right now, Bozeman and Billings Sr. taking uh, place right now. So we'll give you a score on that one as soon as we can. Miss anything in the first hour? Nuwana is now here on ESPN Radio and SWX Montana Television. You can always find it archived on the ESPN MT app as well as archived on the Nuwana is Now podcast. Please rate, review, subscribe. Our podcast probably presented by the M Store, the MSU Bookstore. M Store has a new location downtown in Missoula, the corner of Broadway and Higgins. So go check them out for all their uh, Grizz gear and uh, Bobcats. They won't have a home game until Cat Grizz, but if you need some Bobcat gear before Montana State's next home game, go check out the MSU Bookstore uh, as well. Time now for our ESPN Roundtable. Presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. Paradise Falls is a great gathering place for family and friends alike. They have breakfast, lunch, dinner, full-service bar, and casino. Awesome place to hang out, watch some football, you know, go there for brunch after church, whatever. Great gathering place for family and friends alike. Go check out Paradise Falls, 3621 Brook Street in Missoula, Paradise Falls, Missoula's coolest hotspot. Uh, tried to get a, a sort of prestigious Weber State guest as the Grizzlies, the only Montana college football team that's playing this week, and they're in Ogden against uh, Weber State. Uh, but wasn't able to round one up, but that's okay. We're still going to talk a whole bunch of Big Sky Conference stuff. We'll have a Big Sky blind side with our Andrew Houghton joining us here in uh, just a, a minute. But first, last Tuesday, we talked about the preseason uh, Big Sky polls and all-conference teams. And we 
got the results of the uh, polls today. So we'll start with the women. The women's uh, media poll had 25 voters in it. And Montana State, who returns seniors uh, Darian White and Cole Badbear from last year's NCAA tournament team, they were the overwhelming, resounding favorite to win the Big Sky Conference. 24 out of 25 first-place votes for Trisha Binford's Bobcats. Montana, though, they got the other first-place vote, and they were second. I think Lady Grizz have an opportunity to be very good this year. But um, I had them, I think, fourth. It's all a matter of how they gel with Sammy Facken coming back. You know, Carmen G. Filler, sort of the last of the old guard, still standing. And Gina Markson, a former first-team All-League player at Idaho. How they all come together, though. So I was a little surprised that Montana was two. And uh, the Northern Arizona third, Idaho fourth, Sac State fifth. They also got a first-place vote. So I guess there's 26 voters in the media poll. But Sac State comes in fifth. They get the other first-place vote. Idaho State, sixth in the media poll, Northern Colorado, Eastern Washington, Weber State, Portland State. In the coaches' poll, out of 10 coaches, the Cats got nine first-place votes. The other first-place vote went to Idaho, but it was Montana State, Montana, Idaho, Northern Arizona. So Idaho, NAU flipped in the coaches' poll. Sac State, fifth in both polls. Eastern Washington, sixth in the coaches' poll. Weber State, seventh in the coaches' poll. And Idaho State, the reigning league champions, eighth out of 10 teams. Uh, in the Big Sky Conference coaches poll, um, so it's a it's about how we voted. I had Idaho State uh, a couple spots higher. I actually think I had him at fifth. So I, st- I still do think that Seton Sobolewski is one of the best coaches in the league, and I also think that Callie Bourne is a good player. And and as Andrew Houghton, our our guy behind the glass, mentioned, she'll be back to playing sort of her more her more natural position as a uh, sort of power point guard. So that'll be, I think, advantage Idaho State, but uh, they do ha- they have suffered a lot of attrition, a lot of roster turnover from that uh, great team. So we'll see. The men's poll, Montana State, first place in both the coaches and media poll as well. So it's... Uh, it's going pretty good over there in Bozeman. Uh, they're doing a hell of a job. Got yeah, a cross-country team on the men's side ranked in the top 25 in the United States. They got a football team that's ranked number three in the United States. And their basketball teams, each of whom went to the NCAA tournament a year ago, are both picked to win the league again this year. The Montana State men got 19 out of 26 first-place votes in the uh, media poll. Northern Colorado, who returns uh, explosive scorer Dalen Kuntz, they got six of the first-place votes. They were second in the media poll. Montana gets one first-place vote. They were third in the media poll. And Weber State gets a first-place vote. They were fourth in the media poll. Then the media had Eastern Washington, Sac State, Portland State, Northern Arizona, Idaho, and Idaho State. Coaches poll, Montana State got eight out of ten first-place votes. Northern Colorado and Montana each got one. Weber State was fourth, so the uh, the coaches and media uh, mirror each other one through six. Montana State, Northern Colorado, Montana, Weber State, Eastern Washington, Sac State. Then uh, Portland State and NAU was tied for seventh in the coaches' poll, and then Idaho, Idaho State. So pretty funny. The only difference between the polls is that NAU and Portland State had the exact same amount of points in the uh, 
coaches poll rather than Portland State having uh, 30 more, 40 more points in the uh, the media poll. So uh, seems like a pretty defined structure, pretty defined hierarchy. They'll have all league teams tomorrow. So um, stay tuned for that as well. It's New Orleans Now ESPN Radio, or ESPN Roundtable, Big Sky Conference style. Talking some Big Sky Conference preseason polls. For those following along, on the Montana angle, the Cats picked to win the league by the media and the coaches in men's and women's basketball. The Lady Grizz picked to finish second in the league by the coaches and uh, affiliated media. And the Montana men, a consensus third in the league uh, by the coaches and affiliated media. Andrew, uh, any points of contention here? I thought it was hilarious that the the men's poll was uh, basically chalk both sides. You basically had the exact same results. Yeah, I didn't see anything that got me too heated on that one, Coulter. I mean, it's easy because Montana State has so much coming back from last year, including Jabril Bello, who was the league MVP. And then after that, I mean, I think we're pretty sure what, who is going to be in that next group of contenders. I'm not exactly sure how that's going to shake out, but I didn't see anything that I was that mad about. I totally agree. It'll be interesting to see how the, uh, the all-league teams play out. Uh, I think we're going to have more good news for the Bobcats. Just have a hinker, uh, an inkling that I think that the MVPs will both be from Montana State as well. Uh, ESPN Roundtable, probably presented by Paradise Falls. Paradise Falls has 30 big screen TVs, 18 draft beers, breakfast, lunch, dinner, multiple happy hours. Go check them out on the south side of town. 3621 Brook Street, Paradise Falls, Missoula's coolest hotspot. Our little Big Sky Conference blind side. I don't care if we go outside the football world, but I'm sort of thinking it was in the football world. But either way, I can I can rap anytime about anything when it comes to the Big Sky. Uh, so Andrew will give me a couple questions. I might have a couple for him as well. And uh, we shall discuss. What do you got for me? Yeah, Coulter, I mean, the simple version of this question is, who do you think is the best quarterback in the Big Sky? But the actual question that I'm asking is, which quarterback or which quarterback tandem for a couple of the contenders do you trust the most when you're playing close games in the FCS playoffs? Man, what a loaded question. I love that. I love that. Uh, it, it is fascinating because for so long, this was no, the Big Sky Conference was known as a, a quarterback league, and some of the most prominent players in the history of Division I AA or FCS football have been quarterbacks in the Big Sky Conference. And then last year, there was like two guys from the old guard that were like high school recruits that got developed by their programs that were three, four, five-year starters left. And that was Eric Berrier, who was the Offensive Player of the Year in the Big Sky and the um, Walter Payton Award winner last year at Eastern Washington. And then Davis Alexander, who was a three-and-a-half-year three starter at Portland State, a three-time All-League guy, really, really good. And then the re- across the rest of the league, so many new faces, so many programs trying to go with transfers, but then that didn't work out. There was programs where they brought in a transfer and a freshman that they wanted to compete, like Northern Arizona with uh, Kendra Woodkey, the kid from Oklahoma State, and um, RJ Martinez, who went on to win. Um, Big Sky Conference freshman of the year last year. And Montana State did that exact same thing. They brought in a transfer in NC State quarterback Matt McKay and a freshman in Tommy Malott. 
And it was McKay that led the Bobcats to nine wins. And then Malat that led them to their run to the FCS championship game. And we also see this dual quarterback system at Sacramento State as well. And both those guys are transfers too. Jake Dunaway, a junior college guy. Uh, Asher O'Hara, a guy who came from a group of five school. So it's almost as if two of the primary candidates for best quarterback in the big sky is actually best quarterback room because it's sort of hard to pick against who's ever playing quarterback at Montana State. They've had a variety of them the last couple of years, and they've done nothing but win against FCS teams, 19-2 and two against FCS competition the last two seasons since Brent Vegan took over. And with Sac State, same deal. I mean, they had Kevin Thompson in 2019, that first year they won the Big Sky title. But with this two-quarterback system for Sac State, they're undefeated. I mean, they have they have not lost a Big Sky Conference game since rolling with Jake Dunaway and Astro O'Hara at this two-quarterback system. Bobby Houck mentioned before the Sac State game that it's almost like a version of the triple option out of the spread. They have similar splits and similar rules, but then the, the triple option isn't a a dive quarterback pitch. It's more of a dive, rollout, throw, run pitch thing. <laughs> it's, it's interesting to see how they operate, but I think that um, it's undeniable in the wins and the losses. The, the individual guy who I've been the most impressed with, I know he's, he's not there yet, but I think he, if he keeps getting better, he's going to be there, is Giovanni McCoy from Idaho. He's been excellent. I also thought Bronson Barron played a lot better than the stats indicated last week against Weaver State, but his receivers dropped a whole bunch of passes. But, man, that's just so tough to say. I think i got to go with Sac State's two-headed monster of, of Jake Dunaway and Asher O'Hara. But the the fluidity of the quarterback room at Montana State since Taylor Housewright started coordinating that offense and uh, the, re- the pending return of Sean Chambers – as uh, the other quarterback besides Tommy Malott for the Bobcats, it makes it a closer discussion than, than maybe you might think. Nuanas Now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN Montana app. Okay, my turn. Well, Big Sky Blindside here on the ESPN Roundtable. All right, Andrew, there's uh, two premier nationally recognizable showdowns in the Big Sky Conference this weekend. Once again, Idaho is at Sacramento State. Two undefeated Big Sky teams, two of the last three undefeated Big Sky Conference teams playing each other. Undefeated at Big Sky Conference play, that is. And Sac State is undefeated, period. And then you have two teams coming off of of heartbreaking losses as Montana travels to Weber State. Which is a bigger game? Which one has more ramifications in the big picture to you? Oh, interesting. Yeah, as far as which one is the bigger game, I think it's got to be Montana and Weber State just because they are coming off losses. And and if you look at it objectively, Coulter, the Grizz have the most to lose right now out of any of those four teams. So they've got the most riding on this game out of any of those four teams because you fall to a three-game losing streak, three losses in conference. With another tough game coming up at the end of the season against Montana State, suddenly we're not talking about you know, the Grizz not being a seed. We're talking about the Grizz maybe being on the bubble line for the playoffs if they lose this game. So just in terms of the ramifications, the consequences, I think that one's a huge one. I thought you were going to ask me just which one I was looking forward to more. And if I had, mm. I had a choice, I'd, I'd 
pick Idaho Sacramento State just as the game that I would want to watch. Well, of course. I mean, the last time, the, the last two times Montana Weber State played, it came in 2019, and I definitively remember before the November game in 2019 here in Missoula, it was it was the first time, and, it's, and I've only had this this thought and this feeling and this analysis a couple times. I actually, when it happened that November, I thought it was the beginning of what would be long-lasting thoughts and feelings about the Grizz like this. And I thought, given the week of practice that I, you know, this was when Ryan Tutel was still here, so I was able to go to more practice. And I thought just going to practice and also just uh, listening to Bobby Houck and listening to the, the team and also analyzing the matchup, I thought the Grizz were going to just rip Weaver State to shreds, and that's exactly what they did. They they knocked Josh Davis right out of the game right away. Treshawn Malone got hurt in that game. Jake Constantine got bruised and battered, the quarterback for Weaver State. And Montana ran rough shot, and it ended up a 35-16 game, but it wasn't that close. Montana absolutely destroyed Weaver State. And I, I remember thinking you could just kind of feel it in the air, as stupid as that sounds. Well, that feeling, I thought that, that sort of essence of the Grizz intimidation style, I thought that that was going to be omnipresent, but it's been so up and down. They've claimed it and, and found it at certain times this year, even, even down the stretch in that year and last year a little bit too, but it has not been as consistent as I thought it would be, or as they have wanted. All that's to say, though, in the second time those two teams play later on that season, Montana uh, let it all slip away, and, and Weber State just went nuts. I mean, Adam Rodriguez was a man possessed in that game, the old Weber State defensive end. He he had four, I think, four and a half sacks, and uh, was in the backfield just relentlessly, constantly, all the time. And Dalton Sneed threw five picks, and Weber State won 17-10, and that helped punch the first ticket to the final four of the FCS playoffs for Weber State in their school's history. And the two teams haven't played since then. And so I think that both teams coming off a loss, I think there'll be an element of desperation in terms of how they play, but I also think there are two teams that like to stand square in the middle of the ring and swing it out and fight it out. That's going to bring make for a physical football game, which I love. But you're right, just in terms of sort of offensive um, matchups and contrasting styles between Sac State and Idaho, I think it's going to be fascinating to, to watch. I definitely think that is a more aesthetically appealing game, but I think that the Grizz-Weaver State game is, is much bigger of a game because no matter what happens, the loser of that game is reeling, and if it's Montana, they're really reeling. Well, and I think the other thing with that Idaho-Sac State game, Coulter, is I just want to see the Vandals do it again, and they don't need to prove anything. I mean, they came into Missoula and beat Montana, and I don't care what you think about Montana having a bad game in that game, the Grizz beating themselves. That was an incredibly impressive win. But as far as Idaho goes, I think they're a top-10 team now. If they could do it against Sacramento State, it would just sort of be the other side of the coin, right? Because they For come sure. in and beat the Grizz, and the Grizz are a team that's built on on defense, and, and sort of Idaho outgrinded them in that game. If they can beat Sacramento State and slow down Sacramento State's offense, that, for me, vaults Idaho up into the real top tier of contenders for sure. this year, just being able to beat both of those teams with such different styles. I mean, I think 
People are underrating them in the polls still, obviously. They are. I think Idaho is a top 10 team, clearly. And if they beat the number two team in the country, they're gonna, they're absolutely going to be a top five team. Well, I would think so, but I think the polls have been a week or two behind them all I year. I think so. But it's just the, the way of doing it and beating those two different teams would may, would really vault them in my estimation. The Vandals, then, if they were to win at Sac State, then they would end up the season with... Uh, Eastern Washington coming to the Kibbe Dome. UC Davis coming to the Kibbe Dome. And then they go on the road to Holt Arena against Idaho State. So uh, Idaho would absolutely be in the driver's seat if they could get past SAC uh, this upcoming weekend. Nuance is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Andrew Houghton, the man behind the glass, joining us here uh, for a little Big Sky Blindside. We're asking each other questions to promote conversations about Big Sky Conference football. All right, time for probably one more. Uh, what else we got? Yeah, well, Riley Corcoran brought this up in the Montana Football Hour on Monday, and it's something that I've been thinking about, too. Something I brought up, I think, in the, the last week's Big Sky Scramble. UC Davis has a real shot at the playoffs. I think if they win out and get to 7-4 and four with those two big wins to close the season. I think they will be in the playoffs. I think if they split those games, they'll at least be in the playoff discussion, although I, I think if they finish 6-5, and five, they'll probably end up on the wrong side of the line. But just philosophically for you, Coulter, for the Big Sky, if UC Davis gets in, I think that would give the Big Sky six teams in the playoffs this year. Yeah. But that would also tag on an extra loss to two of your real contenders there in the sure. Big Sky. So if you had your druthers, which would you rather have? Would you rather have as many teams in the playoffs as possible? Or would you rather say, would you rather have six teams in the playoffs? Or would you rather have, you know, say four teams, but they're all really well positioned? Uh, Well, I think that we've seen that seeds at home games don't do a thing for Sac State. They're 0-2 in the playoffs, even though they won the Big Sky and got seeds at home games. So maybe, you know... Losing a couple, getting into the playoffs, not as the Big Sky champion, relieves some pressure. You know, I mean, as crazy as it sounds, like, the, the, first of all, the Causeway Classic is in uh, Sacramento. If that one, if, if UC Davis comes in there and wins, then if Sac State gets a home game each of the next two weeks after that UC Davis win, there'll be less people there than there was for the Causeway Classic. So I actually think Sac State might be better to just take the show on the road. So maybe they're a team that benefits more from not having a higher seed. But all that said, Big Sky Conference teams hardly win on the road in the playoffs. That's true for Montana. They have won one FCS playoff game on the road. 2008, James Madison uh, in the quarterfinals. Maybe it was the semifinals. It was in the 2008 playoffs, though. They went to James Madison and won. And Montana State, in terms of the Division One AA FCS finals or uh, playoffs, they've won one road game ever. Last year at Sam Houston. So, and I'm sure that the statistics are very, very much similar across, you know, the FCS. I mean, North Dakota State, we don't even know. North Dakota State has played two road playoff games in their entire Division One history. They won one in Bozeman, and they lost one at Eastern Washington. We have no idea if the Bison can win on the road in the playoffs, but that's the whole point. They don't ever have to go on the road in the playoffs. Number one or number two seed all the way until Frisco for a decade plus here now for North Dakota State. So it's, it's important 
to have home games. It's important to have momentum uh, going into. So I think what would be best for the league would be less teams with better positioning rather than more teams giving them more chances. Uh, but we shall see. We shall see. I, I think that this is a good year in the big sky, but I also think it's a – I think one of the factors that's not being talked about in why there's sort of this – there's nobody really in the middle tier besides UC Davis who's just hovering right there. It's these five teams that are all in the top 14, and then there's UC Davis, and then there's all these other teams that just really have no chance to win games, although I do think Portland State could wreck – a season or two down the stretch here. Maybe Eastern could too. Who knows? But either way, I think the fact that there isn't really any middle makes it so that you either have a primetime showdown like we're talking about. I mean, we have been very easily able to highlight two games in the league for pretty much the whole season as games to watch because the other ones are just foregoing conclusions. That helps buoy your top teams. It makes it so you can just load up you don't have to worry about that letdown game or whatever. And I think that sometimes people think that, oh, the Idaho game was a trap game for the Grizz. No, Idaho is just really good. So I do think that the the haves and have-nots in the Big Sky helps fortify the uh, the entire league, actually. I think it make, it's the reason we see six contenders and six non-contenders basically cut and dry. I also think, though, with the way the FCS has transformed, the uh, rescheduling, reallocation, all that stuff, uh, teams moving up, the attrition of the ranks of the elite in the FCS, the big guys should have that many teams on a national level. Certainly. It'd be interesting to see how it all plays out, but another big weekend coming up here uh, in Big Sky Conference play. That's your ESPN Roundtable, presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. Paradise Falls is open 7 a.m. until midnight. They have breakfast, lunch, dinner, Great place to go watch games. Great place to go have some coffee. Great place to go have a beer. Go check out Paradise Falls, 3621 Brook Street on the south side of Missoula. Paradise Falls, Missoula's coolest hotspot. Our Grizz Star of the Week, Marcus Wellnell. He'll join us sometime before the end of the show. We're just waiting for the Grizz to get done with football practice. Once they are, he'll be with us. Maybe he'll also talk a little World Series as well. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. For unquestionably committed coverage of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics from a homegrown local source, you can count on Skyline Sports. The grassroots news-gathering organization is owned and operated by Coulter and Brooks Nuanas, a pair of Missoula natives and University of Montana graduates. For the best sports journalism in the state, you can choose to buy local when you choose to buy Skyline Sports. For $8 a month or $90 a year, you can get the best coverage available at SkylineSportsMT.com. Skyline Sports, every day, every season. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I I know I'm always uh, requesting, I'm always begging, hearkening, uh, dreaming of certain bands coming to Missoula. Cold War Kids, though, they would fit in so good here in Missoula. They're Garden City. They would would mesh well here uh, in western Montana. Welcome back to Montana's Now ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. Sounds like the Grizz are just about to wrap up practice. So that means uh, our Grizz Star of the Week coming up here uh, shortly, as soon as we can. Marcus Wellnell, a Helena Capital product, 
and a now super senior linebacker for the Montana Grizzlies, an all-big sky player a year ago, and now one of the, the best players on the Grizz defense this year as well, and uh, the proud wearer of the number 37 jersey, the 16th young man to wear such a jersey, including the fifth from the capital city. He'll join us for our Grizz Star of the Week uh, relatively shortly. In the meantime, I lied to you earlier, sorry. I told you we had Grizz Hockey tickets for Thursday and Friday, but Grizz Hockey's on the road on Friday. But we do have a four-pack of tickets to tomorrow's game against the University of Mary, courtesy of Katie O'Keefe. So here's what you got to do. You got to call me, 406-888-1029. We got caller number 5, 888-1029. And then you're going to go down to Katie O'Keefe's, and you're going to pick up your four-pack of Grizz Hockey tickets. You're going to drink a pitcher of beer, courtesy of Katie O'Keefe's. They're going to go on over there to the Grizz Hockey game at the Glacier Ice Rink, and you're going to have yourself a hell of a Thursday evening. 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Call number five. you got a four-pack of tickets to Grizz Hockey. Courtesy of Katie O'Keefe's. Go pick it up right down there at the bar, uh, right there at the Stevens Center. Just a couple blocks from the fairgrounds, a couple blocks from the Glacier Ice Rink. Appreciate Katie O'Keefe's. Where the drinks are always cold and the people are always friendly. World Series starts uh, on Friday. I think it's funny how mad people are that the Astros are in the World Series. I know the Astros cheated. At some point, though, when are we just going to reconcile ourselves with the fact that cheating is just a part of baseball? I mean, I hate to say it. I hate to be so cynical, but... There have been cheating scandals throughout the history of baseball. Don't know what to tell you. I mean, was it Bush League? Sure. It was also pretty creative. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm not really one to freak out about all this kind of stuff. Uh, but it should be a fun World Series. The Astros look like an absolute juggernaut. Haven't lost yet in the postseason. But the Phillies kind of got that special magical feel, and they got a couple guys who've been there before who happen to be some of their best players in Bryce Harper and Kyle Schwarber. So it should be a fun one. We'll have as much action slash conversation as we can about the World Series uh, here on Nuwaz Now and on ESPN Radio. Uh, one more break for the day, and then we'll come back. Marcus Wellnell, our Grizz Star of the Week, and uh, whatever else we can come up with to talk about. That's next. Keep it right here. It's Nuwaz Now, ESPN Radio. Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. Is now on 102.9 ESPN Radio I always find it fascinating when there's uh, big-time players dealt uh, in the NFL because sometimes the price that you pay to get a guy over the age of 30 that's an elite player, sometimes it's so slim. Welcome back. Do now? ESPN Radio. Today, the news of the day in the NFL, Robert Quinn. 
He of who had 19 sacks last year for the Chicago Bears, just one this year, but one of the great pass rushers uh, of of the last 10 years in the NFL, I would say. I mean, Robert Quinn has had some huge years, and uh, he's got a ton of sacks, and he's got 33 and a half sacks over the last three years. Traded from the Chicago Bears to the Philadelphia Eagles in exchange for, hello, a fourth-round draft pick. <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, like, Randy Moss was traded for, like, a fifth-round pick and a bag of chips one time, and it's like, that's freaking Randy Moss. Ha! It's it's crazy. I, I get, like, the, the future and what that draft pick could become or whatever, but I just find it interesting. Like, will a fourth-round – the chances of a fourth-round draft pick – and by the way, like I always say, if you get drafted in the NFL, you're really good. No matter what, sixth, seventh, whatever round draft pick. But the chances of a fourth round draft pick being as good as Robert Quinn has been since he was drafted out of North Carolina is, it's rare for sure. I mean, Robert Quinn has over 100 sacks. I mean, that's an exceptional number. I'm trying to think of how many uh, sacks... Or how many guys have over 100 sacks? I mean, it's not that many. Uh, so are you going to use your fourth-round pick to get oh, more than 100 sacks? I mean, Robert Quinn is one of 55 guys in NFL history with 102 or more sacks. Actually, funny, he is tied with Aaron Donald for the uh, – for 102, at 102. So it's an elite number. It's a great pickup by the Eagles and definitely bolsters their defense. Time now for our Grizz Star of the Week, where we do a post-practice interview each Wednesday here on Nuanas Now. It's presented by Bob Ward's Sports and Outdoors. New fall styles from the North Face are in stock at Bob Ward's. Check it out while it lasts. Visit Bob Ward's North End Zone Stadium store on Grizz Game Day. They have two more home games left, November 5th, November 12th. So visit the Bob Ward's North End Zone store uh, there at Washington Grizzly Stadium. You can also visit shop online, bobwards.com. Our Grizz Star of the Week this week, Marcus Wellnell, the proud bearer of the number 37 jersey and a senior inside linebacker for the University of Montana. Marcus, what's up, man? Thanks for joining us. How was practice today? It was good. It was a good day out here. Take finally getting the football weather, which it, is nice. Yeah, finally getting the football weather is right. I know I was going to ask you that because uh, there was a couple weeks there where it was like in the mid-70s in, in mid-October. Yeah. So, I mean, is that hard to adjust to? No, no, I mean, not at all. It's, I mean, it's probably a little easier to play football when it's 70, but being from Montana, I'm used to these cold days out here in practice. So just, I don't know, it's, it's more fun out here when it's cold. Well, especially uh, with this time of year. I mean, when you feel the crisp in the air, you kind of know that it's getting to be time for big-time games. So before we get into you and the Grizz and this upcoming matchup with Weber State, i got to ask you about your high school. Helena Capitals straight rolling right now. Uh, you must be pretty <laughs> proud of the Root Bruins. Oh, I am. Those guys, they're doing a good job. I mean, they're undefeated. They just got to keep it up. You got to finish the job. Uh, an undefeated regular season means nothing if they don't don't win it all at the end. Uh, that's exactly right. Did, did, do you follow it much or just kind of see scores on Twitter and stuff? Oh, no. I, I, I try staying with it as much as I can. It's tough traveling because we're usually traveling on Fridays or having team dinner. But I check it on Twitter every, all the time. I keep refreshing it. And then I actually went to the Hellgate game here when they played Thursday during our bye week. So I got to see him there. So it's good. I, I keep in touch with the coaches a lot, so I like them down there a lot. Yeah, very cool. Well, Marcus Wellnow, a Helena Capital product, and now a senior for the University of Montana, joining us here on Nuanas. Now he's our Grizz Star of the Week, presented by Bob Ward's Sports and Outdoors. 
Uh, Marcus, just one question uh, on the past before we talk about this upcoming opponent. What's the last two weeks been like? I mean, what have been the, the, the turning points for the Grizzlies in these last two losses, and how does it impact your mentality coming in this Weber State game? You know, obviously we finished short the last two weeks, but we just, I mean, that just makes a sense of urgency even higher for this game. We got to get, get on the right side of the scoreboard, the winning winning side this week, so that's really what our goal is. When it comes to Weber State, and I think this is what's so fun about the Big Sky this year from our perspective is you do have four or five top 10, 12 teams. I, mean, I think Idaho is right there. Idaho is a very good team as well. But Weber, Montana, Sac State, Montana State, all really, really good. And these next couple weeks, everybody's playing each other as well. Uh, so, I mean, how important is it just to take care of business on your side of things? Because there are a lot of things that could go a lot of different ways, but none of it matters except for what you guys can take care of, right? Absolutely. That's, that's all we got to focus on. We got Weber State this weekend, and that's all that matters. And, I mean, who plays who? I mean, we'll see. We'll see after we play. We'll check all the scores out, but this is the only one that matters for us. The it's a big uh, game, too. It is a big game, for sure. And Weber, such a weird game last week. I mean, I'm sure from your perspective as an inside linebacker, kind of hard to evaluate much of the film from last week, particularly in the first half because Weber had the ball for like three minutes because they had a kick return for a touchdown, a punt return for a touchdown, you know, a tiny short field because of a pick. Uh, but when, when you do watch them, I mean, what have you seen? What sort of things stand out to you about Weber State? I mean, they do a lot of good things well. They run the ball. They throw the ball. They're a really balanced offense. They got a really big old line. They, they just do things well. Very sound for sure. And I think the emergence of the quarterback has certainly helped them a lot. Bronson Barron, very strong arm, can throw the ball down the field. Uh, when it comes to just teams in general that run a lot of uh, RPO elements and, and they can you know take shot plays down the field, what's the key for you guys defensively to slow that kind of stuff down? I mean, the biggest thing, especially with an RPO, I just stop the run. You eliminate the run, then it's pretty hard to run RPOs. So if we, if we can just stop the, stall the run game, then I mean, it really hurts all offenses. That's really the goal every week. It is certainly uh, the key. You guys have been so great against the run this year. What has been uh, what has been the primary factors that have gone into that? I mean, just just playing it well, or getting coached well, getting just playing well. I mean, we've done we've done a lot of we've done some a lot of things that aren't good, but we've done some things that are well too. So we just got to keep improving every week. And one of the goals every week is to stop the run, and we take that to heart. Marcus Wellnell joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. He's a senior linebacker for the University of Montana. They play at Weber State on Saturday afternoon. Marcus has 53 total tackles, eight and a half sa- uh, tackles for loss, and four and a half sacks. Speaking of the guys that get a bunch of sacks, I wanted to ask you just about the guy playing next to you because I, I, Patrick O'Connell remains one of the favorites for the Buck Buchanan Award as he was a finalist for uh, a year ago. He's just been so impressive to me to watch the way he's developed and, and his timing, particularly when it comes uh, to coming off the edge. What's it like just practicing with a guy like that every day, and where have you seen him grow? Where have you seen him improve? Uh, he's awesome. I mean, he's the best best defensive player in the country, in my opinion, that's for sure. But uh, he's just, I mean, he does so many things well. He plays with a high motor. He knows what he's doing. He makes the plays. I mean, he, he's just phenomenal. No doubt about it's it. It's a joy. It's a joy playing with him. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I hope he's standing right next to you too. <laughs> tell him. Tell him, no. him <laughs> tell him I want to shout at uh, him on he, the golf course later on this year. Uh, how about for you, man? Yeah. How about for you? What's 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 this senior year uh, been like? Because it is such a uh, an interesting deal. I mean, you're focused on the task at hand. You're focused on you know winning and trying to lead the team the best you can and all that. But at the same time, 
you know, this is your last college football season. So one to enjoy to be sure. So I, what's it been like for you just on a, a personal level? It's been cool. I mean, like I said at the start of the year, it didn't really feel like my last year. I mean, it is, but you don't really think about that. But as the game's starting to wear down or count down, you're like, wow, only got whatever many games in the regular season left and hopefully a playoffs. But so it's starting to get real thinking that this, my games are coming to an end down here. I just got to make, make everyone count because I've loved every single game I've got the opportunity to play. What's it been like wearing number 37? Because th- that comes with a certain element of a spotlight, but it, it seems like you're really embracing it. I mean, I love it. It's, it's everything I dreamed of. So you just, you just know when you go out, go out there, you got to have a lot more eyes on you, and you just got to gotta play. I mean, play for the team and everything, but it's just, you know, you were, you're that guy wearing that number. So pretty special. I, just, I try not thinking about it a whole lot, but also you do got to think about it. You got to take it that next year. But it's been good. It's been a lot of fun. Marcus Wellbell here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Last thing for you, my man, a huge road trip, as we've talked about. What are the keys for the Grizzlies? How do you guys go on the road and get a good uh, victory, and, and what would that do then for the momentum of your season? Well, we just got to play well in all three phases of the ball, get a complete game for once. Feels like, you know, we, we do a lot of good things right, but we do enough things to mess, mess it up, especially the last two weeks, but... Just play right, and if we get a win this week, it just just keeps the momentum going. we got to finish the season off right. There you go. Grizz Star of the Week, Marcus Wellnell. Helena Capitals finest and a senior linebacker for the University of Montana. Marcus, uh, best of luck on Saturday, man. We'll catch up with you soon, but thanks for being here. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. There you go. Grizz Star of the Week. Presented by Bob Ward's Sports and Outdoors. New fall styles from the North Face are in stock at Bob Ward's. Check it out while supplies last. They have the best gear selection anywhere in Missoula. They have accessories and more from all the top brands. You can visit them in Washington Grizzly Stadium at their North End Zone Stadium store or at their headquarters here in Missoula. At, uh, they're on Paxson Street right behind Southgate Mall. Or you can shop online 24-7 at BobWards.com. Appreciate Bob Words for their continued sponsorship of our Grizz Star of the Week. The more I think about it, the more I, I realize that, well, not even that I realize, the more that I, I continue to believe that the, the arc and potential outcome of the Grizz football season so much depends on their ability or lack thereof to control the noise. Because right now, given what many pundits, analysts, media people have projected and predicted, the girls were supposed to contend for a national championship. I think the thing that's falling short on people right now is that you're still contending for a national championship until you're out. And if you believed that what the Grizz had talent-wise was good enough to win the Natty going into their October 8th game against Idaho State, they still have that same team. And they've had a couple injuries, but they are not decimated by injuries like a lot of teams around the country. And uh, I also think our, our view of success is sometimes skewed because we've seen North Dakota State just run roughshod through the entire FCS for more than a decade. And it used to be 
that the team that responded from their pivotal loss the best in the FCS and then got hot was the team that went on to win the tournament. We saw it about 60% of the time, the team that would respond the best from a pivotal in-season loss and then didn't lose again. Eastern Washington did it in 2010. That's the last Big Sky team to win a national title. Montana lost to teams that had that status in 2008 and 2009 when they lost to Richmond and Villanova, respectively. Montana was almost that team that went on the big run in 2004. And so I think that they just got to ignore, well, if this, then this. And I know we're sitting here, I'm sitting here (laughs) perpetuating this. I mean, tens of thousands of you people are listening to this podcast right now, and we're talking about that. I mean, what we talked about, whether it was Sam Herter or Alex Eshelman, are we talking about playoff scenarios? We still got four games left. There's a real scenario where the Grizz went out. Boom, top four seed, exactly the scenario that they thought they were going to get. Maybe they're a game back and they're not the two seed with home field throughout the playoffs, but you never know who's going to beat who. I mean, look at the Cats last year. They wrecked the whole bracket as the eight seed, and boom, they get a home game in the semis. You never know how it's going to go. But you know, also, I just think there's so much out there left, and I think that even if Montana loses this week, they still have an opportunity to get in that tournament, and if they get in the tournament and they get right, they get healthy, boom, they can make a run. But it's the same thing with the Cats. They can't rest on their laurels now that they're 5-0 in league play and just think they're going to cruise to a Big Sky title. That ain't it either. They've never been to NAU. They've never been to uh, – with Brett Vegan as the coach. never been to San Luis Obispo. So there's a lot of football left to play. That's what we're going to keep on talking about for the rest of the week. We'll be back at it tomorrow. Uh, the return of Brooks Nuanas and a variety of other guests. We'll see you then. This has been Nuanas Now. We'll see you at 4 p.m. tomorrow here on ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine DeLands of The Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, The Advocates can surely help you. What sort of expertise do you guys have when it comes to uh, any sort of personal injury accidents, things like that? Uh, It's all we practice. Uh, You're not going to get an attorney who's practicing family law or in court defending criminal cases. All we do is personal injury. We're a multi-state firm, but I'm right here in Missoula. So we have the backing of a large firm uh, with just years of expertise there, too. Free consultations. You can find out more by calling 406-640-4444 or by visiting online 24-7 MontanaAdvocates.com.